What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Scenes of a Physique Competitor. This is episode number five, and we have a special guest on with us today. She is another fellow member of the Team Indomitable family. Rach, how are you going? Hi, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> always, always a pleasure having guests on. Now, we are going to jump through some questions just to sort of get to know you to, to start off with. So tell us a little about yourself. Who are you? What show are you planning to compete in? Uh, What category are you going to be hitting up? And what do you do for work? Yeah, so I'm based in Melbourne. Um, This will be the second show I'm prepping for. Last year got cancelled about, I think, six weeks out. I was prepping for the May show. Definitely a blessing in disguise. So glad it was cancelled and I've actually had like a proper off-season. I guess I've always been into gym, but I used to do F45 and all that bullshit. So hey. it's actually been nice. <laughs> it's actually been nice to like be under the indomitable crew and actually have a proper off-season. So I'm an account manager for a PPE company great for COVID. It's absolutely boomed. And I'm going to be in the bikini show. It was a mix of bikini or fitness because I think Jimmy said that I've got really broad shoulders. So we thought like the X shape was better for fitness, but no, they've put me into bikini and tall. (laughs) How tall are you? Sorry, this is just a little running joke, guys. Uh, everyone we've had on so far, we've asked how tall they are, just to make sure Corey's taller than them. And uh, how tall are you, Rach? 178 <laughs> centimeters. <laughs> ah, Corey, how tall are you? <laughs> I'm out. I am I'm out. out. <laughs> I think it's like 176. Yeah, 176. Can you believe it? Two centimeters Alex. is two centimeters, okay? Alex, what about you? Um, I'm 190. Are you actually? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, yeah, I actually grew. Um, so I was measuring myself in the labs at, at the uni uh, last session, and I was 190 centimeters. And a year before that, I was 186. So I guess I'm still growing. Hey, there you go. Now nice. I just actually want to know how did you how did you swing the transition from F45 through to you know training in a gym resistance based training rather than the circuits right so I bumped into Jimmy at an ASN and I actually it's always been in the back of my mind to compete I've always looked at the girls though and thought there's no way I can do that there is not a chance I'm always looking for that extra push though so I guess I was just fed up with what I was doing at F45 I wasn't seeing results I think I was going backwards my aerobic like capacity, like my fitness was amazing. I could do burpees for days. But yeah, I had a chat with Jimmy and it was pretty much, I'm sold, like sign me up. So I was one of the first people really training at their new facility in Seaford, which was sick. So I've been there to see them grow and to have all these new clients and to get heaps of equipment in there, which has been fantastic. And honestly, I wouldn't look back. I can't believe how long I wasted on f45 circuit training such a waste of time <laughs> do you have an accent i do I was born in <laughs> yeah <laughs> how long did you spend in england yeah. um i moved to new zealand when i was six and then to australia when i was 10 so it's a bit of a mix then. so i've kind of lost it yeah it's my a's it's like bath grass oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. can definitely tell <laughs> <That works. laughs> 
<laughs> what influenced you to start training? I've always been a really fit kid since I was like eight. I've been doing athletic and I guess just the drive to always improve and to get better and to set goals that really scare me. So I guess that's why I've really gone down this path. I think it was always kind of inevitable with my sporty background. I think it was always going to happen one one year or another. Um, so, yeah, I'm really glad that I'm under the indomitable for it. It's just, yeah, such a great opportunity. And every day it's like I'm just learning new things about myself, growing, meeting new people like you guys. And it's it's awesome. I'm loving it. So do you think your sporting background influenced your, um, I guess, your, your interest? Definitely. From the age when I started cross country, when I was just a little girl, I would be pulling myself over those finish lines, whether I could walk or not. I was just go, go, go from a very young age. So training now, I've got so much training back and the intensity and the, I guess the focus as well that I bring to training has definitely been as a result of growing up around sport. And were you an endurance athlete or a like a power sort of sprint athlete? Always cross country. It's always been um, endurance. Yeah, it sounds like you, yeah, you just like to push your limits further and further. Is that what you reckon? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I was just going to say like with your, because you said you were really good at endurance training. Did you notice any uh, any differences with your training in terms of like training in the different rep ranges? Did you find training in the higher rep ranges a little bit easier when you first started? Uh, getting into the gym or did you prefer the, the lower rep ranges? I'm always in a happy medium. I guess always training to failure. It really depends on the weights I guess I'm picking up. If I'm going to over 15, I stop myself and I get a high weight and I probably count it as a, um, a like a warm up. I'm always looking for like the eight to 15, never really gone for one RMs, probably deadlifts. That's probably all I'll, but yeah, always really happy in that medium. I've never really, I guess, discovered if I do prefer the higher or the lower. Um, I guess I just, yeah, just the, that really happy medium. Now in, in the upcoming show, so the October show, what is top three? <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. <laughs> we go right at the top. <laughs> No, tough three. I know if I, I don't want to sell because I know if I say like, oh yeah, I'd like to go top 10. Like it just annoys me. Like, why are you going for top 10? You know what I mean? Like it just kind of grinds my gears. I'm like, why not just go for the top three? Just aim as high as I can go. It's been a hard time really believing it. I know you can kind of tell yourself a goal and think, fuck, it's not even, I'm just saying, but I'm really truly starting to kind of like embody it and truly believe it and I think that just shows in how I show up for my prep with my my workouts my food but as well as my mindset as well do you use any sort of like mindset techniques to sort of help you cement that idea into your into your brain like the the top three reading one of Joe Dispenza's books I think it's breaking the habit of being yourself or something similar he talks about the concept of being grateful for the things that haven't yet happened, things that are in the future that you want to happen, really believing I'm grateful for becoming, for being in that top three or being in the top two, really feeling the emotions that come with that. 
I do that pretty much every day, truly being grateful for coming in that top three, really feeling it, truly believing that it's happening. With that, it's just always journaling, pretty, yeah, watchful, I guess, internal kind of love, just my meditation, um, yeah, my journaling. But the big, yeah, the big thing that really changed for me is the gratitude for things in the future that hasn't actually happened yet. So you'd be a, a fairly strong believer of like manifesting your 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 future? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. What was the reason you chose the WBFF compared to any other federations? It just seems a lot more fun. I think the posing the on stage, um, the routines, the bikini, I love how it's about the marketability as well. It's not just about your physique. It's about the whole, yeah, I love that. I just love it. It just looks like a really fun show to be a part of. Just out of curiosity, was it one of the first ones that you happened to notice or did you notice other shows uh, prior to the WBFF and then you were sort of converted across? I've probably always noticed the typical IFBB shows before the WBFF. It was probably actually one of the last ones I really discovered. But yeah, it just I think it's more me and that's why I, that's why I went straight to it. I did I haven't contemplated the others and I don't think I ever probably will. It's very new era, I reckon. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's no old school. It's a bit it shows a bit of everything like the whole suit rounds for us, the mm-hmm. the dress rounds for you girls and like the yeah. battle sort of stuff. I like that part about it. Have you guys just done WBFF shows? Yeah. 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 So I, I did my show was May 2000 and Corey, what year did you compete? I was in 2019 May, yeah. Yeah, so I must have been 2018 May. Mm. Yeah, so a fair while back. But like you guys were saying, like I reckon the WBFF is very, well, it's more mainstream marketable compared to mm. some of the other federations, you know, like some of the other federations, you've really got to be a, like a hardcore bodybuilder fan to get around it. Whereas the WBFF seemed to do a really good job of, you know, embodying everything else and actually putting on a pretty good show for your mainstream audience as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, in terms of your comp prep, I know mm-hmm. you've really only been in comp prep for a, a few weeks now, but what has been the biggest positives and or negatives of this comp prep? You can also use the last comp prep that you sort of went through as well, the one that got cancelled. Yeah. Biggest positives, definitely being able to have a proper off-season, build my food up. <laughs> um, <laughs> how, how, how is your food just out of curiosity? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Um, what would you, you ask? How high is your food? Uh, your your food just out of curiosity. <laughs> oh, three thousand! Would you believe it? <laughs> um, there you go. That's a that's a productive off season there. <laughs> um, and really, just having yeah proper off season to really grow. I think I'm going to be so much more competitive this show than I would have been last May. Um, big blessing in disguise. But I think just this prep it just feels a lot different maybe because I have more belief in myself I'm a bit calmer like I'm just trusting the process I'm not so focused on like last year like 16 weeks and four days 14 weeks and seven days I'm really not fixated on that I'm really just kind of cruising into it I feel so relaxed about it at the moment of course 16 weeks I think are we 16 yeah. weeks? Yeah, 16 yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, yeah. 
Do you um, think that that's a maturity thing? Like as you've, you've gotten older, you've gotten more confident in yourself. And I guess as you've repetitively shown that you can stick to the plan and you can nail it, that's built up confidence? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Just, yeah, a bigger belief in myself, more maturity, like you say. And, yeah, I guess just getting into prep now when you start kind of tidying up all your food, training kind of ramps up I think if like this dedication and the effort you put into this kind of bleeds over into other aspects of your life I mean like my my attention to my uni and my work has just shut up I think just generally like I'm a lot more focused as well each week that goes on um, which is great it really forces you to level up in all aspects of your life not just prep which is yeah which is awesome hundred percent. That's that old saying, how we do anything is how we do everything. And yeah, yeah. in the, in the prep life, you really need, uh, you leave no room for error and you have such a clean set out structure and that just flows through to, to the rest of your life. What are you studying at uni? Marketing. Mark, how long um, have you been studying that for? I've actually just started a new uni within the year. So I'm only in my first year. I've been to a couple other unis, but it was never, it just never felt right. So this one I'm doing fully online, which is amazing. I can do uni from anywhere, which is great. <laughs> Definitely makes things easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would your strategy be coming into this prep? Have you spoken like to James mm-hmm. or anyone like that? Look, w- 20 weeks out, he said to me, yeah, we're going to cut you really fast and then keep you lean going into the show in saying that, like, my food hasn't dropped. You're pretty lean at the moment though, aren't you? Yeah, I'm dropping every week. Um, So he kind of looks at me and is like, well, there's there's no point. I think the only thing that we've dropped is two pieces of toast on rest days and that's it. So I I really don't know what he's doing. To be honest, no strategy. I'm just letting him do what he wants. Yeah, I don't have a strategy in mind. It's whatever he tells me the strategy is. (laughs) You've just gone away for a week to the snow. How did you go prepping everything out in the snow? So I made a mistake. I took all my meals in like all made in like plastic containers in a big esky. Worst mistake of my life. I should have like Ziploc'd bag, just like individual meat, rice, whatever for each day. So it's a lot lighter. Other than that, so fine. Like I think everyone's just so chill with it. I go to the car, I come back up with my meal prep and I just sit there. I save money. Like everyone kind of looks at me like, oh, that looks mint. Like I'm not paying $50 for that. Yeah. (laughs) No, actually really easy at the... I think a couple of months ago, thinking of me prepping at the snow seemed like so scary. I was so scared about it. I would constantly lie awake thinking, how am I going to do this? And then when it comes, it's just, it's just so easy. It just happens. You've just got to be organized. So yeah, yeah, definitely. You think it's going to be hard, but when it comes around, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. And I was always like slightly curious. I know that if you really want something, there's going to be no barriers to, to get you there. So you definitely show that you yeah. really want this prep. Yeah. But I think it's just important to, to show people that you can still do other things in life, you know, yeah. not just be a little hermit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not as yeah. boring as what it looks like, hey. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you can no. still do everything you want to do. You just got to, you know, you yeah. that food. Yeah, 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 definitely. What has been the biggest prep life hack you've learned this prep so far? Uh, I know I that. I don't have one. I don't have one. I no, I don't have one. When it gets hard, I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I think even I've, even I've, like last prep. Yeah, even last prep. Um, no, didn't have. I not. Nah, I don't. What's your hacks? My my prep hack is I get all my stuff sorted. So like all my subs, uh, all my food, like my food and stuff, I'll just put in the fridge, but I get everything ready the night before. So I have all my subs out on the counter and it's sort of like I wake up and I like stroll out of bed, fill the glasses up, down some subs, and then I'll just, you know, go out for a walk. Yeah. Simple. Walk straight away. Yeah. I guess it's, it's, it's it's not really a big life hack to be honest, but it works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you're, you've got a good um, life hack, Alex. You got um, the so when you're eating, eat with smaller spoons. Oh, yeah. So it feels uh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're actually thinking you're having more, but really you're having the exact same. It just feels like, right. <laughs> See, yeah. I've been doing that a bit lately with my dessert, and the bowls are just that little bit too small. So I'm out there trying to eat these frozen raspberries. And they just keep falling out of the bowl. And then these dogs come running up and they'll eat them before I can get them off the ground. Like, oh, oh no. shit, that's way fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the same as my dog, bro. So like I normally sit my food out, like my dinner at the table. And then I'll let my dog in because he sleeps inside. Rah, rah. Anyway, he's like a little dash hand sort of thing. And <laughs> first thing he does is sprints up, sits at my chair and looks at my dinner. I'm like, whoa, bro. Whoa. <laughs> I stepped over that the line. is weighed to the gram. You are not touching one <laughs> single thing off there. <laughs> even even when the missus, if she grabs that bloody sweet potato off my thing, I'm like, hold up a minute. <laughs> Corey, hold <him>. up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be doing this six weeks out. <laughs> I remember last year, my boyfriend, he was, I was eating macadamias from like this little thing. And he's like, can I have one? I'm like, not a chance. He's like, yeah. one macadamia. I'm like, no. Nah. He's like, are you serious? <laughs> No. Yeah, no way. Not a chance. <laughs> no, tell him he's dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> what would your favorite muscle group be to train? And what is your current split look like? I love a good back and buys, if I'm honest. Is that just because of the or pump or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will be shaking his head of me right there. My my split at the moment is really weird. So coming out of lockdown. I expected my legs to be probably four days a week and upper once. Um, that's how we did it before lockdown. But I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in a bit of a deload at the moment. I've only really got one full leg day. The rest are kind of a sprinkle of legs and mostly upper, which, yeah, maybe just, I guess, to ease myself into it after three weeks off. But, yeah, just one lower, which is quite sad. <laughs> I'm missing <laughs> I've actually been trialing a similar sort of style with a lot of my clients lately, just because I find that with that style of programming, how you have a sprinkle of legs throughout all the days, they will come in and they'll really attack their leg exercises because they know they've only got one or two exercises for legs that day. So I know that they're going to come in and they're actually going to have a real like solid dig. Um, Before that, if they had like a big proper leg day, I know that sometimes they would pace themselves through it. And I'm like, nah, no breaks, let's go. So yeah, yeah, I can yeah it's actually yeah. great. It's 
good idea that only putting some legs in because you feel like you can go really hard for those two and then you can you've just got up up for the rest like it's chill out it's not as hard as having like seven legs <laughs> <laughs> yeah um are you doing any cardio or anything in the mornings like fasted cardio or did you do that all the way through your off season to the fridge and back <laughs> that's about it jeez <laughs> And the cows are high. Um, probably look, probably like a twenty-minute walk a day. Shit, That's all right. it. Mm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite, yeah, I'm quite sedentary at the moment, <laughs> and I have been still for eating, ages. Wow, it's still eating three thousand. How's this happening? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's how much sleep I'm getting. Sleep. I wish I could say the same. I saw your story today, like five hours. Yeah, I've been averaging five hours lately and it's like, it's ruining me, but I've still got like crazy energy of a morning. I'm a morning person. So I'll wake up and I'll be like, yeah, let's fucking go. But then of a night time, I get to eight o'clock and I'll like, I'll have dinner and then I'll sort of, I guess, waste a little bit of time, but then I know I've got work to do. So I've got to like, my little hack is I've just bought myself a really nice set of headphones. So I'll put my headphones on, put some music on. And then I'm good to go for probably like another three hours. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite prep? Food? So this could be like a low calorie food. It could be a weird food combination that you've discovered in prep. Look, I'm loving, what are they called? They're the gluten-free cocoa pops. Loving those at the moment. Is like cocoa crunch. Oh, like the freedom food like, one? I don't know. I don't know. They're like massive bowl of cereal each time before training, which is great. That's what I'm loving. Yeah. Nothing uh, nothing bad about a little bit of chocolate cereal. Yeah, pretty good. No, I don't have any like everyone seems to have those really cool combos like protein powder, like water, a bit of this, bit of that for dessert. I don't have any of that. I'm so basic. That's what you're missing out. Dessert is the best. Yeah. Get on I've got that. my, what do I have for dessert? I've got apple and peanut butter. Crunchy peanut butter. Thank you very Smooth. much. Smooth. Come on, yeah. Don't disrespect us. <laughs> do you have salt on anything? Like, do you love salt or like, have you tried salt with the cereal? You should put salt on I your apple. I haven't yet. No. You haven't. Oh. Salt on apple. Yeah, I've heard of that. I did yeah, that last prep and I was buzzing. <laughs> like crack <laughs> energy. Wonders. You sure of salt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hadn't done it before and it was the first time I'd done it and I was probably like six weeks out and I did it and I was buzzing. That's so much something else. Salt. It was definitely <laughs> I was going to say, six weeks out and you're going to go hit that. That's a bit, a bit rough on the body. <laughs> what would your advice be to someone contemplating doing a competition? To make sure that you've got the training background at least a couple years. Um, have the training intensity there. I think if you're going into a prep and you don't have that background, you're really going to struggle. I think it just makes you more competitive as well, having a couple of years um, behind you. There's no rush. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, you'll really do better if you do have those a couple of years to at least plan for it and get into the routine of prepping food on a daily basis. I could really agree with that. Like the the couple of years of training will not only like increase your muscle maturity, but it'll also like reduce the amount of muscle that you're going to lose when you cut down. Like I remember my first show, I'd really only been training seriously for like like four years or something like that. And I know that I did lose a lot of muscle mass, uh, Mm. but now this time, I know now that 
after the, the three years since my last show that I'm already a lot more resistant to muscle wastage. So yeah, a big yeah. agree. Where do you source your motivation and your discipline from? Books, mentors, and my coaches, nice. who I would also yeah. pretty much classify as a mentor, to be honest. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Any definitely. recommendations on books that you've read? Like the ones in the past, I don't know, a little bit? I'm loving Joe Dispenza at the moment, neuroscientist. He's amazing. And Cal, I think his name is Cal Newton. Um, he, write, he wrote a book about like deep work and actually producing work that's deep. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was really interesting. I, that was some great points from that. So I definitely recommend if you do study or even just in general life. Um, you realize that you're really not producing the work that you possibly could. Sweet. Well, do you want to wrap things up there? Absolutely. Yeah. Where can everyone find you on the socials? On Instagram, Rachel Sutor underscore. Yep. How do you spell that one? R-A-C-H-A-E-L-S-U-I-T-O-R. And then a little underscore. Little underscore. Don't yeah. Dang shit. all righty guys thanks for tuning in it's been uh an incredible time with our guest rachel and we are gonna see you guys again next week so don't be afraid to share our little podcast leave us a review and we'll see you guys next week